Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. We want to think about how we ought to be involved in trying to win Jewish people to Jesus Christ. In God's Word, there is a command, but there's a contradiction as well, and we should have a compassion. Looking at the covenants that God has made to the Jewish people will help us to understand his program for these dear people in the end times, which will, of course, uh, be accompanied by the conflict. Now, actually, I've just talked through the five parts on my brand new series entitled To the Jew First. I want you to listen to the second installment of our study to the Jew first. And as you do, think about the possibility of trying to get this entire series. It's a five-part series entitled To the Jew First for you to have for your own personal study as you prepare. Let's take a moment. We'll listen to it. And then I'll tell you how you can get your own personal copy. Why is this period of time a contradiction of great Jewish evangelism going to be a time of great, horrifying Jewish extermination because of Satan. You see, Satan, Satan wants to be God. And there's only one way he can be God. You know what that is? Get rid of the Jews. God has made a promise to the Jew. If you can rid the world of Jews, God's plan fails. That makes him God. May I look just a moment, and I'm not going to take very long, but look with me to Isaiah chapter 14 just for a second. Isaiah 14. And I'll close with this. Verse 12. Isaiah 14 is talking about Lucifer, who was the most prominent of all the angels ever created. He was a cherub. He was placed over creation by God himself in the Garden of Eden. The 28th chapter of the book of Ezekiel talks about Lucifer being in the Garden of Eden. He was there in the Garden of Eden before he rebelled against God and God threw him out. Notice what it says here in verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Verse 13. For thou hast said in thy heart, Here's why Satan became Lucifer, excuse me, here's why Lucifer became Satan, the deceiving one. Verse 13, for thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High God. Five times Lucifer exercised his free will. You see, angels had a free will, but they could only exercise it one time. When they exercised their free will, they were locked in forever. No repentance for an evil angel. Once he rebels against God, he cannot repent. He cannot go back. He not, cannot become a good angel again. But they did have a free will, and with exercise of a free will, Satan, five times. Notice what he said again, verse 13, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now notice this. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. You know what that's saying? Maybe you don't quite understand that phrase. If you've read the book of Psalm, chapter 48 and verse 2, the sides of the north is a term that's describing 
Jerusalem. You notice what it says? I'm going to sit on the mount of the congregation in Jerusalem. You know what he's saying here? I'm going to be worshipped as God on the temple mount in Jerusalem. You know why he has to get rid of the Jew? God has focused the Jew to have a place forever to worship on the temple mount in Jerusalem. He's going to build a temple there. You know why Jerusalem's temple mount is so important to Satan? Listen to me. Because he knows what it originally was. You know what the temple mount in Jerusalem was? The original Garden of Eden. That's where the Garden of Eden was. Now time won't allow me. I could teach for two more hours on this. Time won't allow me. The Garden of Eden was the Temple Mount. Now, where do I get that from? Well, I get it from the Bible, but I first got it from an Orthodox Jew, a rabbi named Chaim Richman. He's the number two man at the Temple Institute, the people preparing to build the temple. He is the expert in the world on the red heifer. And I was interviewing him on my radio program one day, and he said, as I was talking to him about the importance of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount to the Jewish people, oh, he said, that's where Abraham offered Isaac. You know that, Mount Moriah. And that's the location where uh, David allowed Solomon to have all the materials, the manpower, and the monies to build the first temple. Uh, David had purchased that spot, or on the Jebusite, had a threshing floor up there, and David purchased it to sacrifice, put an altar up there. His son Solomon built the temple. And then God allowed a man named Cyrus to allow the Jews to come back from Babylon to build a temple under the leadership of Zerubbabel. 49,897 to be exact came back to build the temple. And, and there's going to be another temple there during the tribulation and also during the millennial kingdom that Jesus Christ is going to build. You know why that is? He said to me, because that, under that gold dome building, the Dome of the Rock, is what we call the foundation stone. I said, what's that mean, Rabbi? He said, that's where God created man on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. You know why the devil is going to, during that great time of Jewish evangelism, be involved in a horrible time of Jewish extermination? Because he wants to be worshipped on the Temple Mount of Jerusalem. And he knows that set aside. God in Psalm 132 set aside that precious holy site to say, I'm going to dwell among my people forever. My people who come to know Christ. Well, I maybe just tricked your appetite on understanding those truths. It is key to understanding what's going on and why the end times are unfolding as they are. But all that I've said was for the purpose of helping you to realize the rapture of the church. Oh, by the way, I met with the Mufti of Jerusalem, the highest-ranking Muslim in the Middle East, and he said to me, that mosque on that Temple Mount dates back to the Garden of Eden. He confirmed. Muslims believe it as well. Why do they want that spot? Why are they keeping the Jews from going up there? It's the original Garden of Eden. Satan has a plan. He wants to be worshipped there. He's got to get rid of the Jews. They're going to be exterminated, two out of every three of them. What's my responsibility? 
carry the gospel priority to the Jews. They may not trust Christ, but you got to get into their hand the gospel track. You got to get into their hearing the gospel message, whatever way. Bless your wonderful pastor, his heart, his burden for that Jewish doctor. And he did what he had to do. I just laid the foundation. Oh, John, excuse me, a pastor had laid the foundation. I came along and built a little bit up on it. Now others can come along, but the Holy Spirit of God is working. We pray that Dr. Rubio gets saved, but we've got to go to all the Jews as a priority first. You see, I think my ministry is not so much as an evangelist as it is a Bible teacher. And I feel if we know what the Word of God has to say, I don't have to whip you up. I don't have to psych you. I don't have to propagandize you to make you do something. If you know what the Word of God says, and you understand what's going to happen, and you have any consideration for the love of God that you should have, you will learn. And when you learn, that will thrust you in to the ministry that we are pushing this week to the Jew first as a priority and then to the Gentiles, the rest of the world as well. See, if you learn God's word, you learn God's will. Thus, it's laid out God's plan for you. Bow your heads with me just a moment. Father, we thank you for your word and what you teach us from your word. We're honored that, first of all, you selected the Jews to receive your word, preserve your word, and communicate or broadcast or transmit your word to all of us. Now, we've got it. We encourage the people to just be willing to listen, to listen for the Lord's sweet, silent voice to direct them to listen to the Word of God that is taught, to listen to these marvelous testimonies. Lord, I, I would like them to take the next step. As they listen, will they be willing to learn? Learn of your will. Learn of your plan. Learn of your desires for us in these areas. I, I've asked you to listen May I ask you tonight, would you be willing to learn? I'm not telling you what you learn is going to tell you to do. I don't know what it's going to tell you to do. But you would be willing to learn, which will stake you along the next step to what God, for each of us, would want to have happen in our lives. Would you say, Brother Jimmy, I'm willing to listen. I am committing to be willing to learn what God's plan is, God's perfect will is, and what will bring our wonderful Lord glory. If that's your heart, if you would at least, as you listen, be willing to learn about God's plan and God's will, Lord, you've seen that these people say they will be willing to learn. Now, the Holy Spirit of God, which lives in each of us who know Christ as Lord and Savior, is the same one who wrote this book through Jewish men over 1,500 years. 
The Holy Spirit will teach us. That's the ministry you said, dear Jesus. John 16, when I go, I will send the Spirit of truth who will teach you things to come, things I don't even have time to help you to understand today. We've committed to learning now as we listen. Use your word. Use the testimony of these precious missionaries. Use every aspect of this missions conference to help us learn what your will and plan for our lives may be. my precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us as we have taken a look at the book. And, of course, the issue this time to the Jew first. We have a responsibility. It's a command in God's Word. Now, there's some contradiction that's also in God's Word, and it tells us we must have a compassion for the Jewish people. The covenants of God guarantee He has committed to them, the Jewish people, an opportunity to receive the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Leading up to that great time of evangelism among the Jewish people will be the conflict. And basically, I've just talked you through this entire series. If you would like to have your copy of To the Jew First, which explains the whys and hows of sharing the gospel of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, with God's chosen people, then I would suggest call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from across America. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall, and be able to then order your copy of To the Jew First. It helps you to understand how to communicate the Jewish Messiah to the Jewish people. By the way, the fact is that This is all evidence of the soon coming of Jesus Christ, which is preceded every activity of end times prophecy, is initiated after the rapture of the church. Now, the rapture could happen at any moment. In fact, let me just say this. It could happen before I complete this sentence, but if it doesn't, let's keep looking up until...